Ladies, if you are tired of the traditional group coaching model that was right for a season, but it isn't right for now, if you are ready to have elevated conversations, ready for masterminding in the truest sense of the word, where you combine your collective wisdom and your collective intelligence and what God is speaking to your heart, if you are ready for an experience that takes your soul into account, into your life and relationships and the totality of you into account, then I want you to connect with me because God has given me the vision for a mastermind experience that is like no other, that is really going to take you to the next level in your business, in your relationships, in your life, where you can connect with some extraordinary women just like you who are ready to go all in on the vision that God has given them. An awakening is happening, and I know you're feeling it in your soul. A renaissance is happening, and it's time for you to emerge. I want you to message me. I want you to go to my website and reach out because I really, really want to connect with you more, have a conversation and really talk to you about this mastermind experience that is by invitation only. And it'll be a select group of extraordinary women who want to go all in on what God is calling them to do. Don't wait, don't delay, because these invitations won't be available for long. And I want you to be at that table with us. Welcome to the Elevated Podcast. I'm Amy Van Slambrook, former corporate executive turned therapist and coach to high profile women and couple entrepreneurs. And we are going to have the conversations you've always wanted to have with the people you have always wanted to know. We are going to bring your life, your faith, your business, and most of all, your relationships to an elevated level through conversations you've never heard before. Tune in and stay with us because it's about to get really, really elevated. Welcome. I'm Amy Van Slambrook. I'm a trauma and relationship therapist and coach, and I am so thrilled to have two dear friends and amazing human beings Jim and Jamie Shields with us today. You are going to get so much out of our discussion today because these two are just packed with so much wisdom. So Jamie and Jim, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for having us, Amy. Good to be here. Thank Thank you. Let me read their amazing bio. Jim and Jamie Shields help busy professionals create deeper, more connected, and more meaningful relationships with their spouses and children so they can have the family life they always imagined. As successful entrepreneurs with a family of six, Jim and Jamie speak all over the world, guiding others in igniting their family life as they grow and nurture their business life. Through their book, the Amazon bestseller, The Family Board Meeting, and their entrepreneurial family serving on organization 18 summers, Jim and Jamie are helping to transform families and show them how to make the most of the time they have together. That's just the start because their bios could go on and on, I know for both of them, but um, I know you have so much wisdom to share and that this issue of really helping marriages and families have hope right now is certainly something that you care passionately about. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So if you could share with us your journey and what sorts of things are you finding yourselves focusing on right now as you reach out to families all over the world? Ladies first. <laughs> so right now is just such an, an incredible time in our world in general. And there's so much chaos that goes on around us. And so many people, so many parents and families are saying to us, wow, times are so crazy. My house is wild. We've got family at home. We've got work at home. We've got schooling at home. How am I supposed to do this? And they keep referencing all of this chaos. And what we really teach these parents is that the energy in the home comes from you. It doesn't come from what's happening on the news. It doesn't come from what's happening with your neighbors or your, you know, it's not the politics. It's the tone and the energy that you have with inside yourself that you then communicate within your family and within your space. And so, so often we say, if something's off in your home, you need to take a moment to check in with yourself because that probably means that your the tone in which you're setting is is whack, really. <laughs> to be honest, if things are if things are off, you got to look at yourself first. Yeah, that's so powerful, and it must help people feel like they can actually change that pretty easily. Although I'm sure, are you finding that just teaching some basic skills are something you're having to do in do regularly, like with technology and conversations and just that whole connection point, I think has been disrupted right now. And I know that that's one area you're really focusing on. Well, it's super confusing because we're home all the time together, right? So you're like, wow, well, we've got all this time, but really what's happened is these boundaries have gotten super loose. And so people think, oh, well, we're together all the time. I don't have to set quality time because we're having all this garbage time. Well, garbage mm. is just that it's kind of garbage. It's, you know, it's a, it's a part of life and we do the things and sometimes really magical moments happen in the nothing time. It, it, mm. it matters too. It helps even farther illuminate the really good quality time, but you have to set some boundaries and some expectations within the time that you spend together or else it's all just going to go out the window, but you can set some intentional boundaries and times together. Yeah. Mm. I think a lot of people don't realize, Amy, that the solution doesn't have to be as complicated as the problem. It's something we've always said, and they are so close to being able to turn things around. And it's not some far, crazy, big, extravagant plan. There are some simple rhythms and principles that usually get you back into cadence, that get you regrounded. And uh, I think that's encouraging. And some people, oh, I'm so far gone. Our relationship's so far gone. Our family's so out of out of whack. It just, it can't get back into, into, you know, good standing into sync. And, uh, and I just don't think that's true. There's, there are simple steps that anyone can take. Not going to get you all the way there, but they'll get you 80% of the way there. Right. What are some of those that you find yourselves really helping people realize are right there in front of them? Um, what are some of those that you typically go to with a family or a couple is just trying to walk into those waters for the first time and say, what, what don't I know? You know, because we don't know what we don't know until we know it, um, which is the hard part. But as you said, it's also an opportunity for a really quick win and to start to feel tangible results from the changes you're making. Yeah. I think I'm just going to piggyback what Jamie said. Like, I think the first one is getting back to that core, realizing in a family, you set the leadership tone. 
it, it starts with you. And I always share the second day of the pandemic, I was on a taking texts in the kitchen, which I shouldn't have been trying to help a businessman friend who's really in trouble. And I'm, I'm getting pretty heated in it, like texting back, you know, passionate about it, but looking angry. And my five-year-old is standing there. I don't even see her there. And she goes, daddy, why, why are you so angry at me? Oh. That was like a, and I said, this is the tone I'm setting. And that was literally the chop to the knees I needed to go through the pandemic in a different way, not in a perfect way, but in a, in a realization that I set the tone and it will trickle down. And we, 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 we have to remember that, you know, there's a couple of things. Focus will breed increase. increase. Mm -hmm. So if we're focusing on all of the mishaps, then we're going to miss all the opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, with that, and, and also, I think with all these changes in the world, politically and virus, we have to realize, and we say this to our kids, we say it to ourselves, we share it, hey, all this craziness, it's not my fault. It's not your fault. It's not our fault. We'll say it to our kids. You realize this isn't our fault. We're all mm -hmm. still learning through this. And, and I just think that's an important part of being able to open up the lines of communication. Acknowledging that everybody's experienced trauma. So I think uh, a lot of times the parents in the home or the spouse in the home doesn't always acknowledge like, wow, this has been inconvenient for everyone. It's not just you who now has to bring your work home and, oh, it's so terrible because your spouse and your children are now like constantly around you. No, it's terrible for everybody. Your children quickly lost their schoolmates. They quickly lost their rhythm and routine just as, as you have. And so, so often we forget that just because it may seem like a smaller problem that your children are experiencing, it's no smaller to them. It's whatever they're experiencing is just as huge as whatever you are currently experiencing. It's that perspective and um, empathy that's, that's really a huge thing to provide right now, that grace and courtesy to one another. Yeah. That's so critical because I think too often we get caught in our own perception of the world and, and think, well, that's that must be what they're thinking, right? Because what I think isn't that unique, but it really, it is. And it's such a, you know, especially for a child, everything is centered around their ability to impact it, right? And, and that can be good and it can be really difficult when there's stress outside or inside the home. And what I admire, one of the things I admire most about the two of you is just the, the mindfulness that you approach this with, the intentionality, the, um, the simplicity, but it's simplicity that wasn't derived just because you scratched the surface. You know, if you could share a little bit of your journey, because I know when you developed all of these principles and relatively simple tools for people to take hold of that have a really um, large impact on their relationship as a couple and the family at large. You know, how did you get to where you are now? What led you to, to develop all these, these um, nuggets of wisdom and, and techniques that you're using? Well, Amy, you know, so often, um, you know, you get that 10,000 foot view one day, you know, sometimes you're in it and you're like, wow, why is this going this way? Or why is that going that way? And I think that uh, Jim and I are, are so living the merge of two beautiful paths and stories and that, you know, he was a successful entrepreneur and still is a very successful entrepreneur, but always took lots of, you know, uh, paid very close attention to other families and what was happening 
at entrepreneur events, self-development events. I don't want to speak for you, but this is, you know, this is my view. And then um, I, on the other hand, have always been in education, alternative education, building schools, supporting parents and programs. And so we both had these experiences where we saw these different types of education, these different types of experiences and thinking, wow, here's what we see in patterns working for, for people, for families, for children. Here are the similar problems that are coming up. And so that was just on our own path. And then when we met and fell in love, what was beautiful is that um, I had two boys from a very um, negative and relationship and Jim adopted, when he fell in love with me, he amazingly didn't just fall in love with me. He fell in love with three people at the same time, which is incredible. And, um, and so when we all became a family, we took, I think just all of that education that we had had individually and been working and running on our own path with kind of that pounding in our heart of like, I don't know why, but this is my purpose. This is what I'm meant to be doing. And then kind of when we collided, we started our frameworks and our, and our, um, things that Jim created to become closer to our boys and get to know them better. And it, it was just the, the blending was, was beautiful. And it just kind of seems like, Oh, that's what all that was for. Um, anything to add to that? I, I, I know I'm such a woo woo storyteller. (laughs) Amy kind of helps round things out. And I, (laughs) I go more to the outline and I think, you know, 10 years ago when, you know, going back a decade when Jamie and I fell in love, there was a lot happening. And I remember it in one little critical piece, I'm, I'm running a big business that I took back from near bankruptcy from the 08 meltdown. Um, I was adopting the two boys and I had just been approved to donate a kidney to my father and all those things hitting at once, you know, it was, it was a lot. And so I think, um, you know, there are some things worth persevering and going all in on. And Jamie and I were really committed to family. I don't think we had perfect family lives growing up. And I don't think there is any perfect family. I think that's the worst thing, perfect family. But we wanted to really put the most into family life that we could. And we both had that dedication. And with those hard things all hitting at once and having to really support each other and and figure out how to transitions and blendings happen and we just went all in and we knew that we had to create some, some exercises and strategies for ourselves or it wasn't going to work. And then once they worked and we started to share them, they just kind of took off organically. That's so beautiful. That is so beautiful and incredible how you two are drawn to each other and what your shared passions were um, outside of just falling in love with each other as people, you know, and we find that in another person, that's just like an added an added bonus um, that we don't necessarily know we're even looking for, but when we find it, it's sure wonderful, you know, and, and I know, especially for marriages right now. And I, I think for both husbands and wives, but especially for husbands being back in the home, if they were traditionally out of the home, being in quarantine, having to navigate both just working from home, because I think a lot of entrepreneurs are have had to suddenly adjust to working from home and what that entails. And also being closer to the day-to-day of the family, I think for a lot of fathers especially has been an adjustment. And I think for marriages as well, you know, what we what do we do now that we're in such close proximity all the time? And so I just wondered if you could speak to that, you know, how you um helped 
fathers, especially, and husbands, I think um, men need some hope and some skills that they can they can use, and also just how you preserved your bond together and made sure that that had some safety around it. Because of course, I know you both agree that when there's a strong marriage as a foundation, that's the most important building block for a family to have, you know, that nothing works if you don't connect and make that number one priority in your family. I would say that same day, you know, that story that Jim tells about at the beginning of the pandemic, when Maggie Mm -hmm. was looking at him and he had that scowl and it's because he was taking, he had brought work into our kitchen, into our living room. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we knew right away, okay, we've got to set some boundaries. We have to set some expectations. And so when you're at work, be at work, when you're at home, be at home. And so we really created some parameters of, okay, if, if dad is in the bedroom, which has become our office, you know, if mom or dad's in the office, we're not available. But when we come downstairs, you know, when you see us coming down the stairs, we are available, you know, and, and so that has been very helpful in knowing that setting some rhythms like date night with your spouse. I mean, through the pandemic, date night just kind of looked like after the kids were in bed, we take a bath together or watch a movie, you know, but now that things have opened up a bit, we get back to those date nights so that we can look forward to connecting with each other, not in all the mess, not with all the pieces, but really focused time together. Same with our board meetings with our children as well, sticking to getting back to those rhythms and those expectations. So everyone in the house knows what to expect and when. That half in parenting doesn't work. And I'm the king of half in parenting. You're trying to, pay attention to them and take a call, read a text and discipline. Or you know, when people talk about, oh, I'm frustrated and, and I'm overwhelmed, a lot of that comes from, again, half parenting. Mm-hmm. You're trying to read a text or an email when you shouldn't be reading it, when you were saying you were there for your children or your spouse, and then you start to do that. And then they ask a second, more clarifying, hey, did you hear what? Don't you see I'm working? And then you get upset And it goes back to that tech distancing, as Jamie said, there's a time and a place for email and phone calls, and especially with a lot of stuff being brought home. And we have to realize that because if we don't, there's this impeding on different grounds and then there's no lines and you just completely feel overwhelmed and your family will always feel sidelined. If if at any moment you can always get the and your attention is gone, they are not going to feel a priority. They're not gonna, they're gonna feel secondary. They're gonna feel cheated. And I understand we use, well, what I'm providing. Don't you realize I'm working through this, this pandemic and this unknown political times. All I mean, there's lots of things you can stack on there. The yeah. fact of the matter is like Jamie said, there's a time and a place, even if you have to go up to a, a closet and put yourself in it or out to a car in the driveway, mm-hmm. try to separate those more heated calls from being done right in, in front of your family or amongst family because it it blurs lines, I think mentally and spiritually to a point, and you're just, you're feeling void, you're feeling gray. Um, and if you just cut some of those lines a little cleaner, you're you're gonna feel, again, a, a regrounding, which is, which is nice. And I can feel, this isn't a permanent. There are times, man, I am grounded and like strong. Nope, I'm gonna take this here. And then there's times where I impede on that sacred ground. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Taking this text or phone call right here with my daughter, or son climbing on my shoulders. Like, 
Yeah. No, put that away. So it, it, again, just realizing that half in doesn't work. Either be all in, like Jamie said, or all out in one or the other. All in and work and out of family or all in and family and out of work. But it, it you try to mix the two at the same time. That's where a lot of frustration and a lot of things don't get done right on either side. Yeah. I love that because what I, the, the undercurrent that I hear to, to all of what you just shared, both with how you stay close as a couple and also how to be all in, you know, that it's about setting yourself up for success. We really kind of set ourselves up to half succeed, which really isn't succeeding or to feel badly about ourselves. If we don't keep those boundaries and honor those boundaries, you know, that there's a way to set yourself up for the best success if you if you do adhere to those things. And because I, I hear a lot of people after something like that, you know, their self-criticism is is poor. They just they don't feel like they're doing a good job anywhere because they're trying to meet everybody's needs instead of just saying, look, give yourself the benefit of what you know to be successful ahead of time, especially in marriages too, having that regular time to bond together before you start to say, oh my gosh, we better start to spend more time together, you know, because we've, we've felt distant, you know, some, somehow we've grown apart. And so I just love, those are profound and simple all at the same time. And, um, what I love too, is that I'm sure people will feel results right away. They don't have to wait to be doing this for like six months before they actually can start to see changes happen. Um, so I love that. And I, I know that you have a great resource for those who are, are privileged enough to watch. Can you tell us a little bit about that? It just um, what we want to share with your audience is just a deeper dive into the handful of steps that we you know, have developed and have seen in patterns through this pandemic and through this heightened awareness of our world currently and bringing home work and bringing home schooling. And so that's our five steps to harmony. And it just really helps ground you. It talks more in depth a bit of, of, about us, but it's, it's really a secret cheat sheet to just, like you said, Amy, get you moving forward, giving you a little bit of framework around, oh, you know, it seems silly kind of simple, you know, and, and it's, and it's immediately actionable and very effective. I love that. And where can people connect with you? Because I know they're going to want to have more of your goodness and wisdom. And you're just, you're always sharing new tips and tools and really great reminders for people. 18summers.com is a great space. Just one eight summers.com. You can find all of our social media stuff on there email. We answer every email ourselves. You know, we still like to really be in touch with our, with our audience, with our um, clients, with families, because it's just such an intimate and personal and sacred thing. So yeah, that's how you can find us. Great. Thank you guys so much. I could go on and on. I know that we could, because we're, we're all passionate about these things, but I just appreciate your time so much. I know our audience does, and I I can't wait for them to connect more of your amazingness. So thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for listening to the Elevated Podcast. You can find out more about me and the amazing guests on our show on my website, amyvanslambrook.com. 
And if you have a moment, we'd love to hear your honest review of the show because nothing lights my day up more than seeing your comments, your questions, your aha moments, because that's what this is all about. We want to elevate your thinking so you can elevate your life.